Meet Kurt, who's technically been dead for 22 years. You may have guessed it, Kurt is a clone. And he's the first wild horse ever successfully cloned, which makes him quite a big deal. And he wasn't just an experiment. Scientists are now cloning endangered species to slow down the rate of biodiversity loss and even improve entire ecosystems. In one word, it's just wow. And obviously, we want to save all the species that we can. But how exactly would that work? And how realistic is it? Welcome to the very weird world of wild clones, gene banks, and bringing species back from the afterlife. Cloning has been controversial around the world. With legitimate concerns about us playing God or creating endless copies of species that wipe out biodiversity. But Kurt's purpose is the exact opposite, to bring diversity back to his population of wild Shavalsky's horses. So how is a clone, which is an exact genetic copy of another animal, supposed to bring back biodiversity? Well, bear with me. All 2,000 Shavalsky's horses alive today have descended from only 12 wild ancestors. To clone Kurt, researchers used a unique gene that was frozen years ago that would have otherwise been lost from the pool. And they used a domestic horse as a surrogate mother. Kurt is not the first endangered species to be cloned. There has even been a clone of an extinct species, but with limited success. The Pyrenean Ibex was cloned three years after it went extinct, using an old frozen skin sample. Researchers impregnated over 200 domestic goats. Only seven became pregnant, one made it to term, but the baby died minutes after it was born. Less than 1% of wild clones ever survive and the lack of research and access to wild animals makes the entire process especially difficult. With Kurt looking healthy, scientists hope he will be the first clone to directly increase the genetic diversity of a population in the wild. And this is really cool because it's a, this represents a paradigm shift in conservation for we're no longer reacting to crisis but we're getting out and being preventative. That's Ben Novak, one of the scientists who cloned Kurt and has been pushing the idea of cloning for conservation. The idea behind it is that we can use cloning in multiple ways to help endangered species, either by increasing the size of their populations or by using it strategically to maintain genetic diversity. Let's take a closer look at that. Increasing population numbers can help species recover, but scientists only have a limited gene pool to choose from. But the method being used here is to add to the strength of the genetic pool by bringing back genes that would have otherwise died out. This could make populations more resistant to the effects of inbreeding and disease, and even make them better at adapting to climate change. Biodiversity loss is an existential threat we face. It puts our basic resources from pollination, water and food at severe risk. 
and poorer countries are likely to be the worst hit at first. Species numbers are in such a free fall that since the 1970s, species populations have declined by around 60%. Today, we could be losing up to 150 species each day. Geneticists around the world have taken notice and are collecting and preserving whatever genetic material they can in labs, zoos and gene banks. Tomorrow is too late. I mean, today is too late for many species, I'm sure. So, I mean, storing the DNA is like a last resort um, before they're gone. So at least we'll have the genetic heritage. Ed Louis co-founded a British gene bank run by public universities, museums and zoos. Their consortium has collected over 48,000 samples so far. While the main cloning experiments are taking place in the Western world, especially the US, governments around the world have ramped up their DNA collections too. From India to China and in the Amazon, where researchers are collecting samples of endangered species, banking on the technology to catch up. At least having that information there is, is useful. Saving any species at all will mean it's been worth it. Cloning is only one part of assisted reproduction, which also includes artificial insemination, in vitro fertilization, and more recently, gene editing. Over a thousand zoos and research institutions around the world are working on assisted reproduction of wild animals, including four projects devoted specifically to cloning for conservation. The race to conserve genetic diversity is on, and cloning may well save some species. But with costs and long-term effects still unknown, conservationists say it is much more sensible to focus on protecting the biodiversity we still have. Could we ever rebuild all that we are losing now? Such questions need to drive the technology that is most likely here to stay.